0: Uh, it's finally here. Finally, the last week that I'll be called the So Host. <laughs> the victory is mine. I'm gonna I'm gonna start it with the V formation.
1: When for I this win, podcast. when I win, I'm gonna say it more than I ever did. <laughs> I'm gonna say it twice as much.
0: You'll just, you won't even say Seth. You'll just say it. <laughs> you'll come home from work and be like, "What's up, So Host?"
1: That's exactly what I'm gonna do.
0: <laughs> you should go, host. <laughs> No host. Yes right. host. Um, yeah. So we're here, episode thirty-three, the Oscar special. Oh yeah. Insert camera sounds. <laughs> Is that a does that sound like a clicker?
1: <laughs> I close enough.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So it's been a while since we podcasted. You know, you know, like fifteen minutes.
1: Gosh, yeah. It just seems like it's been so long since <laughs> I sat in the studio.
0: So yeah, we're here, Cody. Cody is actually in Los Angeles right now if you're listening to this. Yeah. Well, I hope. I mean, let's hope he made it there and all that.
1: <laughs> yeah, this might be the last thing that is ever my voice recorded. Yeah. Actually. So enjoy. I hope it's good. <laughs> and now, Seth, now let's not forget that you are, in fact, the so host. And I, of course, am the co host. Oh. Cody Michael. Yeah, sure. You, you let... forgot that bit of detail <laughs> when you're welcomed folks to the show. I'll, I'll Pretty you... fucking conveniently.
0: <laughs> I'll let you have it for the last week. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Well, that's going to feature heavily in today's show. We're going to talk a lot about the Oscars. We're going to go through and we're going to share our picks with you. Um, and we're just going to talk around some of the nominees. Um, before we jump into Oscar stuff, let's talk about Audible a little bit. We had uh, last week, if you listen to episode 32 Uh, We have now an Audible uh, kind of sponsorship, so um, what you can do is you can go to our special Audible link that we have, uh, which you're going to find in the description down below, but it is...
0: Come on, you just read this like 20 minutes ago. I know, I just read it. (laughs) Isn't audibletrial.com slash SoCo?
1: Yeah, so that's going to (laughs) be... It's audibletrial.com slash So I haven't
0: even looked at it yet, and I know it.
1: Well, oh, whatever, man. <laughs> I have too many windows open. I'm switching between all my windows. Well, and... get off
0: you porn and get to Audible.
1: Well, I can't. It's too good. <laughs> anyway, go to the audible audibletrial.com slash SoCo. You're going to get 30 days free for Audible, and that mm-hmm. does include a free credit. Uh, so effectively, what you're getting is a free audiobook. Yep. Um, and that's on us. Yeah. So use the link to, to get the free one. Download something like uh, maybe you want to listen to Ready Player One or the or, Orphan X series like Seth was recommending.
0: Or you can listen to, um, with that free credit, there's going to be a book I'm going to be releasing called It's the Story of the 2018 Oscar Picks and How I Whooped That Ass.
1: If you miss that book, don't forget to catch the 30 for 30 about me and my perfect choice of the Oscar <laughs> wins. The first person ever to choose every one correct. Uh, I'm pretty confident. I think that's going to come out on ESPN next year, so we'll link to that when it happens.
0: It's going to be one of those parody 30 for 30s.
1: Yeah, it's it's hardly sports. Um, now, nah, I, I I did a lot of uh, athletic movements while I was making my picks, but I would hardly call it sports. A lot of grunting. Yeah, a lot of grunting. Um, okay, so did we say? Yeah, so make sure you go to audibletrial.com slash SoCo to check out Audible. And get your free audiobook. And as always, uh, make sure you're tweeting us or sending us an email. What are some of the recommendations you have? And uh, maybe we'll listen to them and talk about them on the show. But let's get to the main event. Of course, we're going to get to Seth and Cody's Oscar picks for 2018. And the Oscar goes to...
0: We lost, by the way, but, you know. There's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys
1: won Best Picture. Y'all might as well get the music ready because this is going to take a while. Well, 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 here we are. Finally, we're going to reveal well, our well, picks. Well. Before we jump into this, uh, you at home, you can play along. Uh, we're going to link down below to, uh, I just created a quick Excel doc where you can go in and make your picks and bet your points and uh, play along. So uh, download the Excel file, fill out your picks, and then send it back to me at SoCoShow91 at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if your score can beat me or Seth. I doubt you'll beat me. You'll probably beat Seth. (laughs) And uh, if you do, maybe we'll shout out some of the high scores uh, from you folks out there. So play along with us. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a lot of fun making our picks. So let's describe kind of the rules for what we've done here. Um, The rules are that I rule. (laughs) And so the way we did this, we're choosing only 14 categories. We left a few out. So there are 14 categories that we're making picks on and for each pick a person makes you have to bet confidence points and the way that works is if i am the most confident that woody harrelson will win best supporting actor and i know it's a lock please, then please, 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 i'm going to use i'm going to use my 14 point pick on that pick because it's the most certain that you I hear
0: you heard it here guys he did actually do this <laughs> so
1: so the way that works is if i get that correct i will get 14 points If I don't get it, I just get zero points, but I've wasted then my pick, right? So the point is to accumulate the most points at the end. So not only do we have to pick correctly, but we have to make sure that we're uh, putting our confidence points in the right places. Because even though someone chooses the most correct categories, you could still lose. So important to uh, pay attention to where the confidence points are. Uh, that was the hardest part of this. I already knew that I had all the right answers, but deciding where to put the points uh, was a little bit more difficult. If you knew
0: you already had the right answers, why is that difficult? Then it
1: really doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll just get a perfect score anyway. But still, you know, drama. So uh, th- th- them's the rules. So, uh, you know, download the Excel file, send us your picks, and uh, and we'll score them, and-, and we'll let you know who wins. But I think uh, we better jump into our picks, and we haven't seen each other's picks yet. Um, we've been keeping them a secret because oh, I don't want you to see all the, you said picks. yeah, no, we, ha- we have not seen each other's picks. Okay. Picks with a P. No, we don't touch each other's picks. <laughs> no. Um, and contrary to popular belief. <laughs> so we're going to start at the bottom of our list and work our way up toward best picture, which will be our final.
0: Always starting with the bottom.
1: Starting from the bottom. And for us, that is best score uh score if you don't the score know, will be
0: seth has perfect cody has zero that'll uh, be the score
1: yeah so score obviously super important to a movie we talked about score with uh, black panther on the ride home if you still haven't caught that make sure you're checking that out on the jared Buckendale youtube channel uh, t- we talked a lot about score and just how it sets the mood for a movie and adds or detracts from what's going on on screen uh nominees for best score dunkirk phantom thread the shape of water star wars the last jedi and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. So, a pretty packed category. Uh, all movies that uh, I think people liked, mm-hmm. and obviously the scores were a big part of that. Uh, because I am a gentleman, uh, I will let you go first, Seth. What is what's your pick in this category?
0: Well, we're we're also going to talk about our favorites as well.
1: Oh yeah. So hey, actually, let me reframe. That.
0: Jesus, let me reframe a that. gentleman who doesn't know how to set up a podcast. <laughs>
1: So as we go through, um, Seth, I'm going to let you go first for score, and there, we're going to talk three things. We're going to talk, one, just kind of generally about the category, what you thought of some of the, some of the choices there. Uh, two, let me know what your favorite is. If you were an Oscar voter, what would you vote for? And then number three, give me your, your pick for what you think will win the Oscar.
0: And then so, four will be how badly I think Cody's going to pick this pick. So,
1: Okay, yeah, let me know how wrong you think i <laughs>
0: too. So, so what do
1: you think on score?
0: All right, so like you said, we, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Last Jedi, and Three Billboards. I don't really pay attention to the score too much unless it's like a focal point. Um, like you said, Black Panther, I caught some of those choices they made. Another one, though, um, like, so Look at looking at Last Jedi, obviously the, the music always great in Star Wars, right? I didn't really point it. It never was pointed out to me when I was listening to it or mm-hmm. I was watching it. Um, same thing with Three Billboards. I never really, it never really caught my attention, you know. Um, Dunkirk. I would say there's times where it did. The, the some of the, just the sound and and music throughout it it really it added a lot to it. Shape of Water is another one too that had some cool like French music and things like that mm-hmm. that really added to it. But my pick here is Phantom Thread. That one that was very music heavy. It really set the scene, set the mood for the movie uh, from the beginning all the way to the end. So that's my pick, Phantom Thread. I I assigned. No, I don't know shit about this stuff, um, <laughs> Not this stuff I haven't really researched much, so I I assigned two points to the score for this one.
1: Two points to Phantom Thread for you, Seth. Okay. I would agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, Last Jedi didn't seem to feature heavily with the score.
0: And thinking about that, too, is like, that, with Star Wars anymore, I think it's it, we've almost gotten accustomed to it, mm-hmm. so we're not like, oh
1: You don't notice it, yeah. because it's always happening. Yeah. And it is a great score. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't stand out in the way I think some of these others. Three billboards. I couldn't. They could have been playing. It could have been Black Betty the entire time. I <coughs> Oh my have
0: God! That. I want to see that cut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I really did enjoy The Shape of Water as well. Shape of Water and Phantom Thread I think had very similar mm-hmm. kind of tones that were set by the score. Kind of that old style French music. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you that my favorite score in this was Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. I really like that old school piano type. Mm-hmm. And they even kind of edited that. That score to sound like it was like it it was on like an old timey piano too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a perfect concert hall piano like you would see today. It was it was an old school type old school type of piano. So th- I thought the score for Phantom Thread was was my favorite of the year. My pick for this is going to be Dunkirk. Really, I think I think that more than any movie that I've seen in a long time, Dunkirk had an effect on this movie. The way that it elicited anxiety in me mm-hmm. was something that I haven't felt in a movie in a long time. Like okay. I, well, that was one of the first things that that we talked about on the ride home uh was how the sound made you feel just unsettled the whole time. Right. And that had a that had a lot to do with the tone of the movie. I think I think more than any other movie on this list of 5 if you take the score out of Dunkirk that becomes a crappy movie. And maybe not crappy, but <laughs> it becomes a much less enjoyable movie because so much of it is wrapped up in that score and I think Hans Zimmer does an incredible job here of being creative and um you know really adding something to the movie that had a huge effect on it it had Mm -hmm. a huge you know if you take the piano out of phantom thread it's still the same movie um and and that's that's why i picked why i picked dunkirk for this one i only gave it three points um i had it higher i did but i'm so on i'm so uninformed the score and what the, the mood is out there i didn't want to bet big on this one But uh, so I went three. So three for me on Dunkirk and two for you on on Phantom Thread. That's for best score.
0: The other part for me making this decision, uh, picking Phantom Thread, is this is the only category looking through that I think this movie could get recognized in Mm
1: -hmm. and actually
0: win one. Um, And I think it's going to play a part because this movie was generally loved by a lot of people, but it's not kind of one that people are talking about. And I think it's going to win something. And I think this is this is it.
1: I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to cinematography um, I actually—I
0: thought it was cinematography.
1: I actually had to Google that just to be sure that it was what I thought it was. You know, you always think you have an idea of what cinematography mm-hmm. is, and um, basically, it's the visuals—the mm-hmm. way that a shot is set up and framed. Um, you know, your your director of photography is kind of the guy or the girl. the DP. Yeah, um, yeah nice. don't Google that. <coughs> um, so you're, we're here. We're talking about the look—the look of a movie and the the structure of the shots and things like that. So the uh, nominees here are Blade Runner. Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. Again, just a stat category in terms of how good these movies were, with the exception of Blade Runner, which I did not like. (laughs) um, And I know you didn't like either, but a lot of folks love Blade Runner. So as I look at these, um, there are a couple that stand out to me, um, specifically Dunkirk, uh, The Shape of Water, and Blade Runner. In terms of just the look of these, um, you know, Dunkirk is a movie that I think is not nearly praised enough. Mm -hmm. And one of the... One of the things about it is just the look of this movie and, and the way that they use such big, large scale on some shots. There's these big, wide, sweeping shots sometimes. And then also they're right in close to someone's face on the next. So it does a lot of variability between kind of the look of some of these things. They do a lot with light also in Dunkirk. Um that I thought was really enjoyable. So that's like on the more realistic end. And then you kind of start to get into the more fantasy realm with like Shape of Water.
2: Mm-hmm. I thought
1: Shape of Water did a really good job of blending kind of a fantasy vignette um, with a grounded type of real world. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, I think when you're talking about Shape of Water and its chance in this category, I think it's really in those fantasy shots
2: mm-hmm.
1: where, you know, they're underwater together or, um, you know, some something out of the ordinary is happening. And I really dug those. Um, there, there just wasn't enough of them for me uh, for *Shape of Water* to win this one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I it it really pains me to say this, but I'm I'm picking *Blade Runner* in this category. Really? Because what for everything that I thought *Blade Runner* lacked, what it definitely did not lack was some stunning visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about these big these big shots of L.A. and they're all lit up, and you've got the billboards and everything and then they go to vegas and it's this this ruin, this this you know it's in ruin and it's all sandy um i thought that that the way a lot of this looks was so fantastic um and it's one of the reasons that it bothered me so much that i didn't like it is because <laughs> it i i do think that it was a great and a well put together movie uh-huh. um it's just not one that i like so i give it a lot of respect um i am a. You know, whether so, that's my pick. That's my choice. That's what I think will win the Oscar. Um, it's hard to say if, if I think it's my favorite, just because I, I really, I didn't, I very strongly disliked this movie, so it's hard for me to compliment it, but mm-hmm. it looked great. Um, and I think it looked better than all the rest of these. I went big on this. I bet nine.
0: Holy poop.
1: I bet nine on Blade Runner. Uh, that's, I, I'm, I. And that's a. I think that's a risk, but I, I think that I, I'm a strong believer in Blade Runner to get this category, just because it does so much more. You know, the other ones do well, but I think Blade Runner does more. God, and I hope so, you get it wrong. So that's why I'm picking it. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. I might miss. I don't know.
0: So yeah, there's there's a lot I agree on with that. Again, yeah, cinematography is not one I'm super familiar with. I just know like so going through. I saw Mudbound. I saw it on my phone, and so I can't really judge. I mean, it was a. It was definitely shot well and looked good and everything, but. I can't really comment because I saw it on my phone. Yeah, Blade Runner Blade Runner definitely looked good, but I don't know if I'd put it in this category. Uh, maybe a little bit of a, a spoiler or a, mm-hmm. pre, a precursor. I think the one that, that I, so personally and what I picked and what I feel is Dunkirk. I picked Dunkirk for this category because I remember we, we did the ride home and I remember just watching this movie and there's just these long arcing shots of like the ocean and and, and the city of Dunkirk and just all the there, there's even stuff in the background that they add in, like fires and mm-hmm. that are that are miles away in the shot like that's incredible mm-hmm. you know the 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 look of this movie was incredible and the, the again that's another one that it put you into the atmosphere on it so that that's one that i that i that i I don't feel strongly on I, I feel good about the pick, but i picked I, I put three points to that one okay. so i I'm playing it safe i'm playing it smart and safe
1: well you think you think you are. But... <laughs> But these are just as uncertain as the ones that I'm sure you have big points, and we'll we'll oh, get no. to those.
0: I know. I Dunkirk know. is
1: the one I'm worried about here. Um, I'm I feel pretty good about Blade Runner, um, but I definitely I think if if it's not going to be Blade Runner, I do think it'll be Dunkirk, and it will be well deserved.
0: And this is another one too, where I thought, I think this movie, a lot of people liked it. I think it deserves some recognition. And again, this is one I think that I I think they'll give it to it because of because of the the recognition they mm-hmm. want to give the movie. Um, also, I from. I think people have bias towards some of the the, the like the CGI
2: mm-hmm.
0: and people are going to give this movie a ton of respect for I'm not using practical. That. Everything was practical. Mm-hmm. And that that's another reason why I feel pretty good about this one.
1: Yeah, that that definitely may woo the Academy. And I may be uh, I may be losing on that pick alone. <laughs> 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 so you alluded to the visual effects. That's going to be our next category. Uh, nominees here are Blade Runner, Guardians of the Galaxy, Kong: Skull Island, Star Wars: the Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. So, what do you what are you thinking on this one?
0: I realize I didn't say Kong, but I don't know if I need to. <laughs> Again, we've 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 gone in depth about Blade Runner and how we feel about it. But the one thing you can say about it beautifully, you know, shot and and the the effects in it are outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, Guardians, I mean, it's 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 a clusterfuck of of just colors and CGI looks cool. I mean, it, it there's for how unrealistic everything looks and make you still doesn't feel too.
1: It's not distracting.
0: Yeah. Kong didn't see last Jedi. Of course. I mean, you got your, your blasters and your, and your, it's always gonna have good effects, you know, And
1: your laser swords.
0: Yeah. And then war for the planet of the apes. That is my personal favorite. I love those most movies and mm-hmm. war was probably my favorite of the three. And the, the apes in those movies look so damn real and so cool. Um, but, I, like I said earlier, I'm going to give this one to Blade Runner. It, the reason being here is, A, the whole world was complete CGI. Mm-hmm. There, I don't know if there was a practical shot in this movie. And, again, it's another one that it got a ton of praise. People love this movie. Critics love this movie. Um, I think people are going to want to give credit to it uh, because it did get snubbed. The original one got quote-unquote snubbed in the eighties when it came out. So I think people are going to maybe vote for it to kind of give it that I'm using some people thoughts in this, not just Mm -hmm. movie thoughts and what I know about the, the Academy. And I think they might give it to it in this case because of what people have felt about, you know, the, this movie and what kind of things happened in the past about it too. Sure. And I am assigning four points to this one.
1: Okay. So a little bit more, you're making me really nervous. Oh, with the blade runner, because I'm thinking now maybe I should have picked up for visual effects instead (laughs) of for cinematography. (laughs) um but we'll we'll see i still think that it, it i still think uh that i'm sitting pretty uh i agree with a lot of what you said here um i think that where where star wars has a disadvantage is that we're used to we're just used to it by now you know of course star wars looks great yeah so i don't think you know even though it may be better than some of these other ones i i, I doubt it wins just because of that you know and it's it's business as usual
0: also with star wars this one there's a lot of practical stuff too though like mm-hmm. when when they're on the island um that was a real island yeah you know they shot there so whereas like a lot of other star wars it's you know it's it's on planets and stuff that are cgi'd in mm-hmm. this the, there's a decent amount of practical stuff in this one
1: yeah which i do appreciate but it's not going to get you a visual effects oscar right um i also think i think guardians guardians i think in general they do a pretty good job i didn't like how much visual effects <laughs> there were it was just, it looked like i was watching a cartoon yeah and I, that's not what i signed up for um they did a good job. I thought there was a little bit of rubber manning in guardians. It's so tough when you're trying to shoot action like that. But, um, so I'm not, I'm not giving it to guardians. I think Kong doesn't even deserve to be mentioned at the Oscars. So that's uh, (laughs) a, but you know what? Some people like it. So I don't know. Uh, I think it's just a big, loud, dumb movie, but I guess a lot of people do like it. Uh, so we're down to what Blade Runner and Apes. So I went the opposite of you. Um, you you chose Blade Runner. I chose Apes. I think that where you were seeing where where you were saying that Blade Runner has sort of the large scale, um, you know these big these big cityscapes that are all digitally done. What I appreciated and the reason I chose Apes was the small stuff, right? Yeah. So the level of detail on the Apes and the way they're able to put circuses. Um, There's a circus in that movie. Yeah, the way they're able to put Andy Serkis into Caesar, and you're able to capture his acting on this ape, and it, it the way that it looks that realistic, oh. I thought was mega impressive. And I think that this is one way for Andy Serkis to get recognized for Apes, and he needs to. So this is like I'm imploring the Academy to pick Apes for this.
2: <laughs> they're not
0: going to listen to you.
1: Um, they yeah, they haven't taken my calls, but um, so I'll <laughs> well, be
0: in LA. So
1: yeah, maybe I'll go knock on some doors. I only put two points on Apes. Okay. Um, I had more points out elsewhere, but... Poopy apes. Yeah. Um, but I do, I, I like it a lot. I think, but yeah, I think one of us will have that one. Blade Runner or apes are, I think, the two front runners here. And I will. Uh, for, for different reasons. For different reasons, like I said, the scale and then the level of detail are mm-hmm. pretty different. So um, we shall see. Let's go into editing.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's go into editing, I guess.
1: So you're going to laugh at my pick. So for editing, we're looking at Baby Driver, Dunkirk, I, Tanya, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Mm-hmm. And these all, I mean, these all use their editing in different ways, right? So mm-hmm. with Baby Driver, you're talking about the music syncing up with the action. Uh, with Dunkirk, there was like some time elements and things and some changing around. Uh, I, Tanya, I know, had that whole like interview aesthetic mm-hmm. and they were switching between kind of timelines. Uh, Shape of Water, you know, that was a pretty linear story, but one where they're, they're constantly kind of changing in and out of reality and fantasy and Mm -hmm. and things that look very strange versus things that look very normal Uh, and Three Billboards seems just very normal Um, I guess I I don't think I noticed a lot of editing in Three Billboards that was spectacular maybe that's maybe that's very good editing because (laughs) I didn't because I didn't notice it and even though it was very good Three Billboards is not not getting my pick Um, just because again there wasn't even though it was maybe very good editing it's not enough to get attention Mm -hmm. I think the same goes for Shape of Water for me I thought that Again, what I what I noticed was very good, but I think that you kind of have to show off here, in order to to get this one. Um, and I didn't see Itania admittedly. So for me, it came down to Baby Driver versus Dunkirk. And I think Baby Driver is going to get some sound editing recognition. That's not uh, that's not one we're picking. So that's where I think it has a chance. But for me, I went with Dunkirk for editing. Okay. They have the the really cool um, time aspect where the three stories are taking place over different amounts of time mm-hmm. and then they all kind of coincide at once and I think for some people that was confusing but if you if you understood it, if you watched it and understood it, it was a very rewarding experience mm-hmm. to be able to follow along with that and I thought that they did a good job of of revealing to you the story as it went on only when you needed to know what was happening right. Um, so I think that they took a risk here, and it, it seems to have paid off for most people. I think that the the educated movie people of the Academy will appreciate it more than the average person. I think a lot of people were confused by what was going on, but I think that the Academy are they'll be they'll be more quick to understand it and to appreciate it. Um, I I I went big on Dunkirk. I went what the 10. fuck? I put ten on Dunkirk on editing. Yeah, I put ten on Dunkirk for editing because I think that. I think, I think, it'll win. I think it's I think it's gonna win. I don't think there's a better one, and I don't think it's close. Okay. I think I think Dunkirk definitely wins, and so that's why I put ten points on it.
0: Okay. All right. Tell well. me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't honestly don't know how to even like editing. I don't know shit about. So I just went like I don't feel that. That's the thing is like I, I'm laughing. Sure, they could win. I, I mean, and I your points are that you're making are valid. But I also don't understand how the Academy votes in this category Mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, A lot of time with these categories, it seems like they just kind of go with whatever the popular movie is. Um, You see a lot of these movies rack up a bunch of wins because Mm -hmm. of some of these things. That's kind of where I went with this vote. Um, I think Shape of Water is going to have a lot of recognition and wins this year. And I went with Shape of Water. Now, (laughs) I did not go nearly as confident. In fact, I went the complete opposite. I went with one. (laughs) So... (laughs) I I really have nothing to base this off. I mean, like you said, editing is one of those things. Like, if it's good, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not really notice anything. So, and maybe to for your counterpoint with the Dunkirk thing, people were, a lot of people were confused, and like you said, I I know a lot of film people will understand it, but it might be left up to interpretation. So some of the people some of the people voting might just be like, that wasn't my taste. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas Shape of Water, people universally love that movie. It just might get loved because it's there.
1: So. Uh-huh. Yeah, and for me also, there was a little bit of that point you made earlier where the Academy knows that it should appreciate Dunkirk, and they're not going to do it in other categories, so I think this is one that yeah. they can give it to. Um, and Dunkirk, you know, this is like, um, I, I'm trying to think of another, a reference. I just
0: that, you went 10 on it.
1: <laughs> I just, I, that's how, conf- I think it'll win. I do. Oh, okay. I, and it's, it's one that I've, uh, you know, of the, it really is my confidence that I think that it's Dude. so much better than these others that I think it's a lock. Okay. And, and so um, where it's like, okay, if, if you're trying to figure out who a better basketball player is and one guy just slowly walks down the court dribbling and stops and then shoots a free throw and it goes in. Sure, he's good. That's what you want to do. That's three billboards. And then another guy comes up and he's dribbling between his legs, double time, bounces one off his noggin and then throws it off the board and jams it home. Then you're like, oh, that guy's a better basketball player. Now they still only both. I mean, they still only scored two points, but you you're like, that guy showed out, and I, that's why I think Dun- Dunkirk shows a, out.
0: No, I, I get I get your I'm, logic. And yeah. I I just don't feel that strongly. Like I think this is a toss up. Yeah, which is like there's I think there's other other categories that I think are much more better better locks. Yeah, and sure. I know like it it does hurt too because you didn't see all the movies. Mm-hmm. So and I know you you the way you vote is very passionate mm-hmm. <laughs> about the things you've enjoyed. So. It's hard I think it's gonna be that'll come into play I think in a few things
1: yeah mine are heavily mine are heavily skewed towards st- stuff I've seen mm-hmm. uh, which might might hurt me and I think um, yeah I definitely I inserted a lot of my own judgment into this I tried to think like the Academy I think you're doing a better job of thinking like the Academy than I am mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah I guess we'll see we'll see who's got the right method here
0: <laughs> so you hear to hear first folks uh, the last week of the so host
1: <laughs> I just a hey, if done now when dunkirk wins <laughs> uh so this is something i said to are you me. gonna
0: be on a plane when during this
1: no no i'll be watching
2: okay
1: um it's this is something i said to you before we recorded because i was talking to you about how nervous some of my points were and i was like i'm either gonna look really smart or really stupid <laughs> so we shall see it but i'm i'm uh i'm okay with some risk so right. that's okay with me let's uh we're gonna start getting into the categories we're a little more familiar with here kind of uh best original song is up next
0: this is something I didn't see. Some of the stuff yeah. in here. Yeah,
1: we have the song "Mighty River." That one is from. Um, that one's from Mudbound.
0: Okay. Yes, that is Mary yeah, J. Blige.
1: Mystery of Love from. That's, Call me by your name. Call me name. by your name. yep. Remember me from Coco. Stand up for something from Marshall, and this is me from. The Greatest Showman.
0: I was say you're gonna forget that one. <laughs> you know the fucking words of that song.
1: I know. I'm just trying to like. I'm looking at it and I'm trying to say what I'm not mm-hmm. reading, and it's weird. Anyway, you've listened yeah. to that
0: song probably more than you listen to Justin Timberlake's new album.
1: Uh, yeah, actually, that is definitely true. <laughs> so that's a little little bit of a, a spoiler peek at what my pick might be. But <laughs> tell me, tell me what of the what are, out of these you've heard and what your picks are.
0: I think I've heard all all of them, but this is me. I, I don't really care about music, so I'm not going <laughs> to be too elaborate into it. Yeah, I mean, like the "Call Me by Your Name" one was cool um, when it was in the movie. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't wasn't anything groundbreaking um, I the one for me the, the one I'm picking so I, I went back and forth between remember me and um, this this is me mm-hmm. the two, the two mes and again I haven't seen greatest Showman I don't know how it, how it is in context of the movie um, but I'm gonna go back to the one that originally kind of got the, the attention which is remember me I I, I mean it, it, it plays a huge part in the movie of course it's a beautiful song um, and it has a lot of emotional impact. Um, I think, again, part of me voting here, too, is thinking about the Academy. And I know with Greatest Showman, there's the whole P.T. Barnum thing. People are kind of don't want to give that attention. And this year, especially over other years, people are going to be way more politically correct.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I went with Remember Me. I assigned seven points to this one.
1: Oh, okay. This one's going to be a swing, a swing category. So I, I think it does come down to Remember Me versus This Is Me. Um, I did see both movies and I saw both songs in context. I, uh, I went with, this is me. I went with, this is me. And, and that's not to take away from remember me. And I think you make a really good point that the Academy might penalize them for using Barnum. Mm Um, I just think that this is me is, is clearly the better song. Um, what I'm not sure of is how much the context of the movie comes into play Mm -hmm. here. Because if you just listen to the two songs, this is me is a way, way, way better song. But in the context of the movie, "Remember Me" has such an emotional impact in Coco, mm-hmm. and so I could see it getting some, getting a, you know, a bump from that. Um, the thing with "Remember Me," though, the reason I didn't pick it is there's five versions of that <laughs> song in Coco. Mm-hmm. They play it five different ways. I don't know how the submission of it has to you know i don't know which one they submit if they get to submit them all right you know and i and i'm not sure how much weight they give to the context of the movie but in terms of a song this is me is the better song Mm -hmm. and i'm 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 pretty confident um when you brought up the barnum thing i think yeah that could enter into play but i just i definitely just think that this is me is the better song i went with 11 points on this one
0: holy poop! so
1: i'm i'm pretty confident that this is me gets gets the original song um but like I said, eleven for me and seven for you. This is this will be an important one. Yeah. Uh, if one of us gets it. All righty. So moving into animated, and this is just a laughable fucking category. Yeah. So you have The Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent.
0: I didn't even know what The Breadwinner was when when you wrote when you wrote it down in the Excel. I'm like, what the fuck's The Breadwinner?
1: I don't think anybody saw that. I, I mean, the Academy, I guess. Has I mean, I love bread. Screeners.
0: I love bread. I love bread, but I didn't see that movie. <laughs>
1: Um, so, I'm looking at the Boss Baby and Ferdinand, and, like, it makes me just laugh. You know what? I'm happy, because John
0: there. Cena is nominated for an Oscar, so.
1: He's not the movie
0: is. Yeah, but he's Ferdinand, so.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, a
0: equals B, John, I, C, John I, Cena Cena's nominated for an Oscar.
1: I almost feel like these five movies were the only animated movies to come out this year. <laughs> and, like, well, no, that's why no. they're Well, no, no, Lego
0: Batman. That should have been in there.
1: Lego Batman was kind of a snub. Uh, a lot of folks were saying that. I didn't, I didn't even like it, it that right much. away. <laughs> I thought it was okay, but it's yeah. probably better than the Boss Baby and Ferdinand. Right. Um, so I don't know. Uh, now I I still don't think uh, Lego Batman would have won, but no. it would have been nice to get the get the nomination. I didn't see the Breadwinner or Loving Vincent. I've heard that there's some um, some growing support for Loving Vincent, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't heard enough to pick against Coco.
2: No. I yeah. think
1: that um, Coco was not only the best, but my favorite of this. This mm-hmm. made my top five for best movies of 20, 2017 yeah, period overall.
2: Yep.
1: Um and it was very high on that list. I just what they were able to do, the first of all, the animation itself in this was stunning. Mm-hmm. Like specifically the way they showed water when they did yep. it was incredible. And that's always super difficult to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um the the visuals of the land of the dead were really cool. Um, you know, you have the music aspect of this, the the story that they tell is so magical and fun and enjoyable and at some times just soul crushing like uh you go through every every emotion in this
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, i coco is one that i wouldn't have been surprised if it had been a best picture nomination yep. a lot of and, people said that was snubbed yeah and so uh, that's that i think this is the lock of the oscars Yeah, this, both, is, this I, is my 14 point me too
0: <laughs> so i don't yeah. i am not even going to elaborate on this cuz yeah. yeah that was the smart play at least you made one good choice
1: oh please <laughs> Well, it's good. Seth will finish with fourteen points, mm-hmm. and I will finish with much more. <laughs> uh, anything to add on animated? Like I said, this no. is—I mean, this is the lock of all locks, right? A,
0: I don't really care about animated that much. Um, I rarely see animated movies, but I did see Coco, which really actually says something about that. Mm-hmm. That I believe in that movie, and it's—it's it's a really good movie. So yeah, go Coco, <laughs> go go Coco.
1: Let's move on to adapted screenplay. This is an interesting category. Mm-hmm. A lot of variability here. Um, So we have Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. What do you think of these?
0: Yeah, definitely. I I still disagree with Logan being in there. Um,
1: You and I are not nearly as high on Logan as a lot of people love, love, love that movie.
0: Yep. which is cool. I mean, it's cool that it is. Um, Just the fact that it's in there is cool itself. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's a good enough movie to be in there. Anyway. uh, Yeah, I mean, Call Me By Your Name is one of my favorites of the year. Disaster Artist was, was a hilarious movie, um, and I think it should have got more recognition, even though the whole James Franco thing happened. Um, Talked about Logan. Molly's Game is a movie that not... It didn't get enough credit, uh, especially Jessica Chastain. She should have got oh, more credit for that.
1: I loved Molly's
0: Game. Yeah, and Mudbound was uh, again something I saw on my phone. I really enjoyed it. My pick here, though, and I didn't realize this was an adapted screenplay. I thought it was completely new. But to Call Me by Your Name. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick that. That would have been tough for me to pick, uh, not pick in the original screenplay. And when I saw it against these other four, I'm like, I got to pick this. Um, so I picked Call Me by Your Name, and I put six points.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with a lot of what you said. Um, Logan, I, again, I'm glad to see it here. That's cool. Superhero movies getting recognition and all that. Don't think it stands a, cha- a shot at winning uh, no. whatsoever. Disaster Artist, I think that uh, I think this would have had a chance, except for the Franco stuff that's come out, yep. and it's lost a lot of momentum. I really wish I could pick Disaster Artist. That's my favorite out mm-hmm. of all of these, followed closely by Molly's Game, which I thought was very good. Uh, obviously, Sorkin... <clears throat> Uh, Sorkin's screenplays are always awesome, and this is no exception. Molly's Game, if you haven't seen Molly's Game, go watch. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot, especially if you're a fan of, like, the social network. I would compare the two. Yep. I didn't see Mudbound, but that's one I do have on my list that I really feel like I should see. You
0: should watch it on—well, don't watch it on a plane. <laughs> yeah, I'm not
1: going to watch it on my phone.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Call Me By Your Name is going to get my pick as well. You didn't I think, even see it. And I didn't even see it, yeah. Um, I think this is another one of those where— it might miss on other categories, but the Oscar, the Academy is going to want to recognize it, mm-hmm. and I think this is its. I think this is its best shot. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. This is another one I'm heavy on. I'm a 12 Jesus. for "Call Me by Your Name" on this one, so I went big on that. And um, yeah, we'll see. So we agree on that one again. So Seth, uh, looks like you're you're up to 20 points um, because you're going to get all the ones that you agreed with me on. So congratulations <laughs> on that one. Uh, I just think "Call Me by Your Name," you know. Uh, I've heard enough about it to know that it's a great film, oh, yeah. and with the added benefit of the social significance of it, and then the I think just the general lack of competition in this. I mean, if oh, you yeah. really, if you really boil it down, I don't think it's close here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, again, I wish Disaster Artist had a better shot, but I I don't think it's realistic to think that anything else is going to win in this. That's why I went so heavy on it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, our original screenplay. I think this one's a little bit tougher. Yep. Um, so we have The Big Sick, Get Out. Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. Loaded category. Yeah. All excellent movies. Um, I saw all of these, actually. This is one of the few categories where I have seen <laughs> them all. And, uh, man, you know, just a lot of really good stuff. Big Sick, obviously, with Camille uh, Nanjiani, and that's the true story of him and his wife, which is really interesting. I'm really glad to see that this got a nomination right? for one thing. Um, this was one of the below-the-radar excellent movies of 2017 that not a lot of people saw but everyone who did see it loved it so I'm glad that it's getting the recognition ladybird is going to be all over the rest of the categories that we have left um but i think where the screenplay comes in is a lot of the way a lot of the dialogue that was written for this was was i think very interesting Mm -hmm. there's a lot of snappy witty kind of dialogue in here um which i definitely appreciated the shape of water had a screenplay that i think is a lot of stage direction type stuff that is difficult. So I'd be interested to read that and see how much of that is actually in the screenplay mm-hmm. and how much of it they did with the DP afterwards. Mm-hmm. So um, Three Billboards, similar to Lady Bird, the, the dialogue in this is so important. I mean, it's a whole movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that the writing for Three Billboards definitely puts it near puts it near the front. But my my favorite of these and the one I think that will win is going to be Get Out here. You think Get Out will win? yeah. Um, I have it as six points so it's kind of a middling Uh one for me. It's I think top to bottom you know the plot of this movie the dialogue in it and just everything in between that would be on paper if you're just looking at the screenplay I think is fantastic here. Obviously the performances and, and the visuals and everything added to it but thinking just about the you know what's on paper. Um, I think three billboard stands a pretty good shot of beating it, but I'm picking Get Out partly partly out of emotion because uh, I want it to win. <laughs> and this is yet another one where I think the Academy wants to recognize Get Out, and this is maybe their best chance to do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see. I have Get Out. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion of where you're going to go with this, but what do you think?
0: You actually might be surprised. I was actually just thinking, too, like already what we've done. <laughs> There's going to be suspense while we're watching the Oscars because you put all your points in the early categories mm-hmm. and clearly now my most of mine are in the the later categories yeah. so by the time we get to the end it could come down to like the last one of the last few yeah anyway so yeah i mean uh definitely uh, a lot of what you said uh applies to what i'm thinking as well you made me want to switch my my choice just a little bit not to get out but to three billboards uh, i didn't choose three billboards though
1: that's what i assumed you'd pick
0: i'd figured with the, all the dialogue that, that made me think you know that that's actually a good point but my pick is actually shape of water Okay. Uh, two reasons: A, I think that that's a very difficult movie to, to write um, because there's a lot of visual cues and a lot of um, there's like the hand, the sign language, and things like that. Um, but also, again, I I think coming into play with thinking about the Academy when movies, I think Shape of Water is, is a movie that people want to recognize and recognize. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, but when you look at the movie a month or two after the Oscars, when it's come out in DVD and stuff, or when it's on, you know, when it, when it's already out in DVD. The the covers are going to say with X amount of Oscars. Mm-hmm. I just keep picturing that, and I think the Academy wants to vote for that. That's a, that that's all the guess, but that kind of played in there too. Um, so I picked Shape of Water with five points.
1: Uh, okay, a lot of points on the line that one. That one could be a big one. That one could be a big one.
0: Well, not not that's that's one of my last few.
1: Well, no, but it's just a swing, right? Oh, okay. So like, not only do you lose five I see, points, I, but I get saying. six. Yeah, which I mean is kind of the case for all of them. Yeah. All right, so we're moving into the acting categories. This will be interesting. Um, I'm excited to see kind what, of what's going The acting
0: categories are where my points are at.
1: Yeah, this is, all, this is where all your points and are.
0: And this is where I really focus on when I see movies is the characters. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is one of, these are ones I feel good about.
1: Yep. So let's start with supporting actor. We have Woody Harrelson, Richard Jenkins, <laughs> Christopher Plummer, Sam Rockwell and William Defoe. Well, I should say the movie. William. I should say the movie. Willem, Sorry.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Um. Woody Harrelson is for Three Billboards. Richard Jenkins for Shape of Water. Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World. Sam Rockwell also for Three Billboards, and Willem Defoe for also for the Three Florida Billboards. Florida Project. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the entire cast of Three Billboards. Uh, what do you think?
0: I, this is one of my favorite categories I don't think, when I do the noise for, for Woody Harrelson, I, I don't actually mean his performance is bad, I really liked his performance but he didn't deserve an Oscar nomination I don't, I don't think so either um, but, so yeah, I really enjoyed his performance, same thing with Sam Rockwell Richard Jenkins in Shape of Water was great, I'm glad he got, glad he got some recognition for that, I really liked his character and he's been around for a long time, hasn't gotten a ton of recognition, I'm glad he's getting it Christopher Plummer, again, I, that movie itself is okay, his performance is really good and uh, I'm glad he got recognized for it as well. Willem Dafoe. Um, God, I, I watched that movie a couple of weeks ago now, and that movie is a, another one kind of like Call Me By Your Name, where I just keep coming back to it and thinking about it, and his performance in that is really, really good. This is one I wouldn't be surprised if he were to pop in and win it, uh, especially because he's been around for so long, and he, he's never won an Oscar. And so it, it's cool to see him get recognized for it, and and I would be happy if he won it. Not not happy for my points, because I put a lot up on this one. But I'm picking Sam Rockwell. He's cleaned up the awards, mm-hmm. and he's getting a lot of recognition as well. Uh, really kind of a—this is the mo- the most recognition he's gotten for any of his roles, and I think he deserves it. So I, I picked Sam Rockwell uh, with 11 points.
1: Ah, finally big betting. Yeah. Let's see. So I, I really did enjoy this category, too. I thought there were these were a lot of really good performances. Um, Woody Harrelson was good. Again, just not, you know, shouldn't have been a nominee in my yeah. eyes.
0: I, I, I retract my... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Richard Jenkins was so good in Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. I really liked his character um, because he's... It's very subtle, you know, because he, he's playing a gay man. And you don't... He never comes out and says, hey, I'm gay. And he never does shit like this... And, like, (laughs) he's not, you know, it's very, very subtle. Like, you Mm -hmm. could almost miss it Mm -hmm. um, with the exception of, like, one scene, I think. I really, really liked Richard Jenkins. He might be my favorite performance that I saw in here. Um, I really did like Christopher Plummer, though. We talked a lot about when I saw this um, just how imposing a figure Mm -hmm. he is in that film. Um, I didn't see Florida Project, so so I I didn't get to see Willem Dafoe. That Um, might be
0: one to watch on the plane. Yeah, maybe I might th- give you a few tears here and there, but
1: oh, good! I've not, always wanted to cry me, on a but, plane. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I already have. <laughs> um, so, not seeing Florida Project made this one easy for me. I went Sam Rockwell mm-hmm. as well. I mean, he's won every. It would be a major upset if he didn't win. Mm-hmm. He's won everything up until now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like him in in uh, Three Billboards. Now he wouldn't be what I would vote for if mm-hmm. I was a voter, but uh, I understand. Yeah. You know, it's tough to slow down a freight train like this. Um, yeah, I went 13 points. This is my mm. second. This is my second biggest.
0: Interesting.
1: <laughs> my second highest confidence. Uh, so we agree on Sam Rockwell, and we both went big. Yeah. Um, I think we're. I think we're going to get these points. Yeah.
0: Um, and to clarify, I would pick Willem Dafoe. He was my favorite performance out of all of these. If I if mm-hmm. I were voting, I'd pick Willem Dafoe.
1: Let's go to supporting actress. Uh, now I'm at a disadvantage here because I didn't see any of this. Well, I saw a couple of
0: them. Yeah, you saw Octavia Spencer,
1: Larry Metcalf, Metcalf,
0: Leslie Manville. Oh, I did as well. see Leslie Manville. Yeah. I keep forgetting about you her. saw. You, you didn't see i Tonya or mudbound
1: right so mary j blige from mudbound allison janney for i Tonya, leslie manville in phantom thread laurie metcalf in um lady bird and octavia spencer in the shape of water so to talk about a few of these i really enjoyed octavia spencer um mm-hmm. i thought she was a very important part of this movie yeah because you don't have the main character doesn't speak so mm-hmm. octavia oh, yeah. has uh, she has to talk a lot and she has to talk to herself a lot and I just thought she did... She just did really well. Mm-hmm. Um, she was important in that movie and she executed well, but there was nothing really spectacular about her performance to me. Um, it felt a lot like The Help, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, so even though I liked her a lot, she's not, you know, not a pick that I would make. I really, really, really loved Laurie Metcalf
2: mm-hmm.
1: in uh, Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Uh, just, man, that movie is fantastic mm-hmm. and she's so good in it. Um, I really, really appreciated her performance. Um Leslie Manville is one that, you know, I'm not done talking about Laurie Metcalf. She was fucking fantastic <laughs> in this because she, she.
0: That's the title of the episode. The way
1: they, the way they, <laughs> I'm not done talking about Laurie Metcalf. They, the way that they, her and Sarah Sharon, and the way they work off of Sarah each Shaw. other. The, you know, it's like I hate you, and then I love you, and I have to do this, and then I want to do this, and it. She's just. And you can always see in her eyes, even when she's yelling at Ladybird, that she it's with love. And Mm I man, did I you know, and Laurie Metcalf for me goes way back to Roseanne and so I never thought that she was a serious actress. And then to see her pull off something like this, I'm sure she's been in other things Mm -hmm. that I've seen you know, I've seen or missed. But this for me was a a real, real badass performance. Um for her. Leslie Manville was a strange pick to me because I don't even think she was the best supporting actress in her movie.
0: That that was the funny thing is when I, I knew that an actress in, in Phantom Thread is nominated, you I the entire time I thought it, I thought Leslie Manville, because I, mm-hmm. I, I knew Leslie Manville was the name of the actress, the entire time I thought it was the, the girl, like the yep. g- girl he's dating or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nope. Sister.
1: <laughs> the only explanation I can think of is that they submitted her for female lead mm-hmm. instead of supporting,
2: yeah, which I would
1: understand. And she really is the lead of that yeah. movie. Um Leslie Mann feels good. She doesn't have a ton of scenes. What she does, she does well. Mm-hmm. She kind of reminds me of, like, the weakest Link lady, the way she talks.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
1: yeah. So uh, I did like her a lot, and I really loved Phantom Thread, too. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't see Mudbound, so I really can't speak to Mary J. Blige. This this really hurt my soul, but I picked Allison Janney. yeah. She, I didn't see I-Tanya, but I know okay, that really. she's won everything up until now, mm-hmm. and she, I think, is a pretty clear front runner. I really, really wanted to pick Laurie Metcalf, mm-hmm. but I went I went away from my heart on this one and went with who I think will win. I think the Academy picks Allison Janney. But I, I will be very excited to lose the five points that I bet.
0: Only five.
1: I bet five on it. I will be very excited to lose those points if it's Laurie Metcalf.
0: Okay. Yeah, again, a, a lot of what you said I agree with. Um, I did see—I'll go off what you didn't see. Um, I did see Mudbound. Mary J. Blige's character is— very good she does she has a really good performance um technically she's nominated for two things cuz she sings the song in mudbound oh, as yeah. well but uh no she does she has a really good performance but there's nothing that stands out with that alice and Janie, though holy crap <laughs> her character in that in that movie playing tanya's mom uh it's 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 a hell of a performance and she is out of all these all of, out of all these these people are nominated her performance is definitely the most uh the most polarizing Mm. And it's the one I remember the most out of all of these. So yeah, I definitely picked Allison Janney. I went with ten on this one.
1: Ah, oh, here we go. That's a big one.
0: Yeah, the, all, the, all the rest are double digits. Oh no, never mind. One is not.
1: Mm. So let's Two or go not. The, <laughs> <laughs> Let's know. go to the leads here. Uh, we're going to start with best actor. So you have Timothy Chalamet. He was in
0: Chalamet.
1: Call Me by Your Name. Daniel Day Lewis for Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman in The Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel. So you just finished, you saw Roman J. Israel earlier today, mm-hmm. or just finished watching it today, so you've seen all of these now. Yep. Um, what do you think of the nominees here?
0: Yeah, no, I, I I really like to just go off real quick. I know you talked about Roman J. Israel um, on the, on when you all saw it months ago, um, but I really enjoyed it uh, uh, for at least an hour and a half. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't really want to go to the movie too much, but... Um, in terms of his performance, I really liked it. I really did. Um, I was really skeptical uh, when, when the, the nomination list came out of... Because the movie itself is like 51 in Tomatoes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, well, his, how how is his performance? And, uh, you know, last year he was nominated for Fences and his performance, and that was really good. Uh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was like, that was him, right? <laughs> that, <laughs> that was out last year, right? <laughs> so I was like... Hey, how was this compared to that and it's different very different performance but i really liked it so i'm glad he got the recognition he did that being said though timothy chalamet god i love that movie and his performance he is he is outstanding in that that movie i continue to come back to and think about Daniel day lewis what what else can you say about the guy i mean <laughs> he he does he, he's incredible in everything he is dana Kalua um and get out again i mean that was that was a great performance he not only not just from the dialogue, but just the expressions. Mm -hmm. Like some of his expressions in that movie are...
1: He gives great face. Oh my (laughs)
0: goodness. So do I. (laughs) And then Gary Oldman. um, I've talked about it many times. Transforms himself into that character. Probably no surprise that I'm going to pick him here. I'm going to pick Gary Oldman. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, I would have went higher uh, a few months ago. I would have probably put this as my lock, like my number 14. But, the whole, again, I'm coming back to the whole uh, PC of the Oscars, sure. And there is a chance because of the stuff that happened, you know, a decade ago with him and beating up his wife or spouse or girlfriend, whoever it was, that they might not recognize him for it. I don't think that'll happen though. Um, I went with twelve for this. Would have felt stronger about it a while back. So we'll see. I I would, I would, I would think he deserves to win just in terms of his performance. He has his performances. He completely falls into that character and. There's, there's not another performance in, in my mind that beats this one this year overall. But he, he did he. Uh, there's that chance, you know.
1: Yep. It's funny that like you were like, oh, I was a little less confident, so I went with twelve.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I still and that, but that's what as me, compared
1: to what you had last. Yeah, yeah, and,
0: and that, that's what I'm saying is like his performance is so good, mm-hmm. the best performance this year and and honestly in the last probably five years wow. uh, that I've seen for movies. So
1: well, maybe I should have watched that. <laughs> uh, I did not though. I saw a few of these. I uh, really like Denzel in Roman. I think he's better than that movie uh, in, mm. in general. movie's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, if you
0: have anyone else in that movie, sucks.
1: No, yeah. He, he carries the whole thing. He's excellent in it. Don't think he has a snowball's chance. No. Timmy Chalamet, obviously, you know, I've heard enough to know that he's a real threat, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I didn't see it, so
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, really couldn't pick him. So w- I really wanted to pick Daniel Kaluuya. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, he does things in this movie that no one has ever been asked to do Mm -hmm. and that is what i think is so great about his performance because even though you don't you can't empathize with him because you don't know what he's going through you no one has ever been uh, at least i I bet 99 percent of people haven't been hypnotized against their will and the way he plays that scene specifically yeah the way he sees that scene specifically (laughs) is amazing and you can feel it like, mm-hmm. you can watch just that scene and you can feel it in your chest when he, when he's starting to become immobile. Mm-hmm. He, he's able to put that on you. And I really, really wanted to pick Daniel Kaluuya. I'll be happy to lose this category if it's for him. <laughs> it came down to Daniel Day-Lewis and Gary Oldman for me. Um, I didn't see The Darkest Hour. Uh, and I know that Gary Oldman has won everything. Um, and I do know that there's, you know, a little bit of the controversy around him and everything. A lot of that didn't come into play on this, but I, I didn't pick Gary Oldman. I picked Daniel Day-Lewis for this one. I just... I really loved The Phantom Thread. Um, <laughs> it, it, I thought that it was an excellent, excellent movie. Um, we, we went together to this, and uh, I liked it more than you did. Mm-hmm. Something about th- this movie... That, that movie was so different from what I typically like, and I liked it so much. And I, a lot of that was him mm-hmm. in this, because he really... He loses himself in care. You know, you talked about Gary Oldman loses himself into Winston Churchill. But Daniel Day-Lewis doesn't exist. He's not a person. He is only a person when he's a character. And he just is this guy. And everything down to the smallest little details, like a twitch of his cheek, is, it makes sense. And everything he, every movie makes is important. And he is, I mean, he is this entire movie. And the movie is so good. Um, it's a little bit of a contrarian pick. I know, I know that the smart money is on Gary Oldman here, <laughs> so I'm not super confident. I just went with four points Okay. for, for Daniel Day-Lewis. Have so, you done your one yet? No. Okay. Um, so I went a little bit, um, you know, this was kind of a, this was kind of a play because I knew you'd go big on Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. And so this was kind of a, I was like, okay, I'll just bet a couple points on this, but it's a big swing still yeah. if it's, if it's anyone besides him. So yeah. Um, that's why I want Daniel Day, and I think he deserves the Oscar. He he was really really good in this movie. And again, I haven't seen Darkest Hour, so I don't have the comparison there. But uh, I like I like Daniel Day for this one.
0: The other thing too that has had me lean towards this to begin with, Gary Oldman doesn't have an Oscar, never won one. Mm. Um, which I know a lot of times, and that's the thing that kind of scares me about Willem Dafoe too, uh, not picking him. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times they'll do this for people who've been around for a long time. Um, they'll kind of give him a little bit more of an edge. Sure, and I think. Timothy Chalamet is a pretty close, pretty close contender as well, mm-hmm. but pretty new actor. And he's going to ha- he's going to he's going to win one soon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually he just got cast in a movie that's already getting it just got cast that people are like. <laughs> next year this could potentially just because of the story in it and everything so wow. and he's a damn
1: good actor so one of those side points that I think you know could come into play also and one of the reasons I picked Daniel Day-Lewis is because he he and I know he said this before but he's saying this is his last movie yeah and I think that the Academy might see this as an opportunity to get him one last Oscar even though he's won him before and everything um, I and he see said he's had...
0: retiring before as well
1: yeah, yeah. So, so we'll see but um you know something that could you know maybe counterbalance the whole Gary Oldman never having won one thing um, we'll see. Again, I, I think the smart money is on Olden. This was more of a strategy play for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Getting the last few.
1: Yeah, we're down to just the last few here. Uh, Best Actress is next. So we have Sally Hawkins from The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand from Three Billboards, Margo Robbie in I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan in Fire Lady Shot. Bird, and Meryl Streep in The Post. So I saw most of these. I think I saw four of the five. Um, Sally Hawkins in Shape of Water, I think, is... She's very, very good in this role. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen her in other stuff, so I don't really know how to, you know, I don't really know what she's doing compared to how she typically acts. But this seems very different. Um, she's very kind of small and and twitchy and to herself, and she's obviously mute, so she's gotta she's gotta do a lot of emoting without speaking, which is hard. You know, anyone can scream and cry, but. You know, to be able to to show such a big amount of emotion without words is tough.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I think she definitely um super deserving of the nomination. Definitely a threat, I think, for this one. Um, you have, speaking of screaming and crying, Sersha Ronan. Sersha. Sersha. In Ladybird. She does a lot in this. Um, I really, really like her. And she obviously carries the movie, it's about her. She has to do a wide range of things, right? She There's a lot of really happy scenes, a lot of really sad scenes, and a lot of really angry scenes in this mm-hmm. movie. So she's asked to do a lot, and she does it all very, very well. I really like her, and I'm excited to see kind of what she does going forward after this, but this is definitely a powerhouse turn for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meryl Streep is one that I, I, you know, it's Meryl Streep, so she had to get nominated. Mm-hmm. I don't think she has a snowball chance at winning this one, just because mm-hmm. she just doesn't have to do a ton in the post. Um, she's got a couple of really good monologues and things, but... Um, I really like the post. It's just that she's not asked to do a ton, mm-hmm. you know. She's shooting free throws. Right. And what she does is really good. It's just not very demanding. Um, at least it didn't seem like it to me. And maybe that's how good she is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But Margot Robbie, I didn't see I, Tanya, but I've heard some of the praise. And I've seen a couple of clips of it. And um, it looks like she, she does a lot there. You know, I think if I were to choose one, I would I would probably choose Saoirse Ronan myself. Saoirse. Because, um, man, you just really grab onto her and you just let her take you with, Mm -hmm. you know, she's like, I'm going to tell my story, come along with me. And you just want to, Mm
2: -hmm. um,
1: which I think is very, very cool. And she definitely embodies a young, you know, she's older than she's playing and she definitely embodies a high schooler from everything down to the way she talks to her mannerisms and all that. So, um, really definitely appreciated Saoirse Ronan. I went, you know, I went chalk on this one and picked Frances McDormand. She's won everything that you can think of so far. And, um... While I do think that Saoirse is a threat here, I think th- that she'll get plenty of votes. I am going with Frances McDormand here. Um, that's an eight-pointer for me, so kind of middling. She was—again, I, I, I'm not a fan of that movie very much. Um, I like it. I appreciate it. But uh, it just didn't grab me like it did a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. But That's kind of like
0: how I feel about Phantom Thread.
1: Yeah. Um, and it did, but w- she did stick out to me. She does mm-hmm. a lot in this. She has— she has a lot of scenes where she's not talking either and you can just see the gears turning in her head. Mm-hmm. And something just about her looking off into the distance and you can kind of tell that she's thinking about something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I really appreciated her in this and it's just a, it's a different enough role that uh, it seemed difficult enough definitely to get it and and you know just the fact that she's won everything so far is is mainly why I picked her in this one.
0: Right. Yeah, again, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of what you said with with this so I did yeah, like I said I did see Margo, I did see Itania Margot Robbie. Definitely a great performance. Um, I enjoyed her quite a bit. She deserves a nomination, but not not the win. I think we know what I'm going to pick here. Mm-hmm. Um, for, Frances McDormand. She she's won everything. I really liked her character. There was she she had a lot of conf, there's a lot of conflict in herself in this movie. Uh, I think I mentioned it when I reviewed the movie when I saw it. Her the way her just her facial expressions and there's there's a scene where she's kind of just staring kind of at the camera and just a tear rolls out like a brief tear, like that sticks with me. Yeah, I, I I just, her performance is great. I loved it. Um, So that one is my second highest pick. Uh, mm. I would have probably swapped these with Gary Oldman, but I think hers, is. she has no controversy around her right now. Yep. Um, so I went with 13 for her. So I'm, I'm pretty confident in this pick and, and uh, I, I think that she's about as close to a lock as you can get for, for actor actress. I could be eating my words later.
1: <laughs> I hope you're eating them. Because uh, you're gonna gain points on me, you bet more. So you're gonna gain points on me if the, if she is the the winner there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, last couple here.
0: I'll let you take Best Director actually, because I know there's there's a little bit more of a little bit more of emotion tied, tied tied to this one. So.
1: <sighs> okay, I'll, I'll lead on Best Director. So you have Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water.
0: Also, I can't say Guillermo very well, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was absolutely torn apart by trying to pick between these. I'm falling apart. I need some Horcruxes because my soul is in several pieces. <laughs> On the one hand, you have Christopher Nolan, and I think I think Dunkirk in ten years will be looked at as a, a miracle of filmmaking. What they're able to do with this, just visually, the amount of practical effects they were able to use, the performances they were able to pull out of these actors. The ability that they had to suck you into the story and make you give a damn without ever hearing any of their names. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this was a brilliant movie. I remember walking out of this movie, and I've said this before, it ruined my day to watch (laughs) Dunkirk. The whole rest of my day was ruined, but in the best way. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything, every detail of this was well thought out. And it really was, I think they're going to study this in film schools. Um, I think it was a brilliant, technically put together movie. I again, and I, and I want to pick Nolan. I do because of the, technically what he's able to do here is brilliant. Um, then you have Jordan Peele. He he does a complete movie here. Um, so not only does he does do the technical things well, but he draws performances out of out of these guys that is, are incredible. Um, every actor who's in this, it's their best performance of their career. And to take such a weird story and make it feel so real, I think is impor- is, is awesome. And the way he uses space in it to show, you know, the close-ups on some characters and there's distant shots on some others, the way that when there's the big twist in this movie and you find out someone you trusted is not to be trusted, the way they the way they start filming that character at that twist is subtle, but it's there and you notice it. and You're like, oh, now they're a bad person. For this to be his first movie is incredible. <laughs> he's the first. He's I think one of like two or three directors ever to be nominated for best picture best director and best screenplay on their first try Mm -hmm. and all of them are well deserved and so I really love Jordan Peele Get Out was my favorite movie of last year so what
0: did they didn't he did he co-write Keanu
1: (laughs) I think they co-wrote it okay Um, well you know what I don't know I don't know if they wrote it at all so I, I, I don't know. But this is his first time on his own. At okay. Least. Uh, and I, I really want to pick Jordan Peele also because I loved I loved Get Out. It was my favorite movie, and it wasn't even close last year. Then you have Greta Gerwig. Uh, Lady Bird is one of those that is just everyone can watch that and feel great mm-hmm. when they watch it. You know, everyone can grab onto it and connect with it. And I think what I what I loved about this was the fact that I was able to identify with this 17-year-old white girl and be like, man, I've been there, you know. Um <laughs> and a lot of that i think is the direction. She pulls out of Sarah Ronan uh, an incredible performance. And that i think that in and of itself what she's able to pull out of Allison Janney also and again maybe she's got Laurie other Metcalf. work. What did i say? Allison Janney. Oh. Uh what she pulls out of Laurie Metcalf here I, and again i i haven't seen all her stuff so maybe she's been this great in other things, but I, I have a feeling she pulled um Laurie Metcalf to the best performance she's ever done. And you know so much of this is you know, dialogue and, and having, I think where she excels beyond the rest of these is, wh- is what she does with the actors, right? So Nolan is kind of the more technical, he does all the, you know, the things you'd read about in a textbook are what Nolan does well here. Peel, I think, has a more balanced approach, but Greta Gerwig, where she excels, is in the performances and what she's able to get out of them. Paul Thomas Anderson is one that's also a little more balanced, I think. You know, we talked a lot about the, the feel of this movie when you're watching it and hearing it and seeing the actors, and it's definitely different. Mm-hmm. What I really like about this one is, again, this is the type of movie I never would have thought I was gonna like, and I really I loved it. Um, if we went back and did our top five of 2017, um, I, it might crack. It might crack it. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was able to get me to give a damn about something I would never have given a damn. Right. And um, you know, so a lot of credit to him. I don't know how hard it is to direct Daniel Day Lewis. Um, so maybe he's doing a lot of that work on his own but a lot of what they do with the camera here is also important so I really enjoyed it. Guillermo del Toro is <laughs> Guillermo del Toro what he does here much like Peele I think is a very well balanced. He he does he does he does what all of these other directors do very well uh-huh. and he does them as good as all the others. So he 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 technically puts his shots together and uses effects as well as Nolan. He put together a story and a world and got us to care about a very weird story and world as well as Peel. He got he got performance out of Sally Hawkins as good as anything, I think, in in Lady Bird. Right. And with with uh, and then he, he he makes me care about a fish man. Why would I <laughs> why would I care about a fish man? So he he pulls me into a story that I otherwise wouldn't have given a damn about and gets right. me to give a damn as well as Paul Thomas Anderson. So Guillermo is going to be my pick here. <laughs> And it's just because, like I said, he does everything here well. Now, what what's tough about this is I really wanted to. I, I, there are reasons I wanted to pick all these other directors, right? But what I think, what I think, what, the reason I think it's Del Toro is because it's balanced, and he does all of the things very well, right? Um, you know, there's nothing there's nothing in that movie that's as good as the um, the grandmother trapped in the body of the of the housekeeper. And that scene where it's a close up on her face. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in there's nothing in Shape of Water that's as good as that, but there are things that are close enough, and that there and there are other parts of that movie that make up for it. That this is just such a well rounded and well put together movie. I I think is Del Toro.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I went with seven on him. Okay, and uh, I I think that that's been where the smart money has been. Yeah. Um, over the course of the awards season, um, so I'm interested to see if you go with that or if you have a more controversial pick here.
0: Well. First off, I will I will say there is a moment in Shape of Water that's as, as impactful as uh, the grandmother. The, the, the fish sex, man. <laughs> Come on. I haven't had that, that, hard, <laughs> that raging of a hard-on in, in years.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you were wet. Is that what you're saying?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I definitely did not have a boner in that movie. Um,
1: it's okay if you did. It was hot.
0: <laughs> did, actually, did you hear that cuz you know how fucking weird people are. Um they've made fishman dildos based off Shape of Water. Not like nice. the not the movie people but like porn people. Of course they have. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll put a link to those on the website in case you want. Oh <laughs> no, we fucking. <laughs> um it has the SoCo stamp of approval. Anyway, back to this. T- tangent alert. Um yeah, so <laughs> you you pretty much covered all that
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, this is the one this is the category I feel I felt like I I knew the most about and yeah. was familiar enough with and I give a damn about all of them yeah you know there wasn't any of these that were throwaways so yeah I think I probably took all the talking points
0: <laughs> I liked all those movies no I picked Guillermo as well and and it's hard because I can't say his name very well <laughs> so I picked Just him Toro yeah <laughs> GDT yeah I picked him I went with nine points for that so a um, couple more points than you. Oh!
1: So, who do you, if 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 it wasn't Del Toro, who do you think is the best shot?
0: Oh, that's tough. That's really tough. I, maybe Greta Gerwig. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know a lot of people have have uh, set mentioned her. Um, she won directing for the. No, she didn't. She was beat out by Martin McDonough for that one at the Globes.
1: Do you think he's a snob?
0: Yeah, I do.
1: Who do you, do you think he could have bounced? Who do you think he could have bounced?
0: I think it would have been Peel, probably. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not mad about it. I don't really yeah. care either way because I didn't think he would have won. But yeah, yeah, Guillermo del Toro, but see, fuck. Um, <laughs> Greta Gerwig, it would be my pick if, if he didn't win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just being first time and also being the only woman in the category, too. If you
1: had a vote, it would del Toro have been your vote?
0: Hmm. Yeah, probably. You think so? Yeah, yeah. my pick.
1: I think for me, it would have been him. Um, just because I can't pick between, like, I sat and stared at this for like five minutes, just the names Christopher Nolan and Jordan Peele, yeah, trying to pick between them, and I can't, yeah. You know? And I think it, I think it splits up enough that mm-hmm. Del Toro gets it, and again, the balance that he has,
0: and then also just, um, again, that comes back to my what I why I was picking some of the Shape of Water stuff earlier, is I think that it's a movie that's going to clean up a lot of awards, mm-hmm. and when people are having trouble deciding, like, okay, well, I've already picked Shape of Water as for screenplay or something like that, I should just pick director too. You know, mm-hmm. so.
1: So we have come to the ultimate award, oh, best picture. Now you saw all these. I did. I, I missed one or two. So take us through. Tell us. Tell us what you think. I'm. I have no idea who what you're gonna pick. So I'm very excited to see. Really? Uh, see what your pick is. Yeah. All
0: right. So first, call me by your name. I'll just read them off because I want to kind of give thoughts, different in different orders. So call me by your name. Darkest hour. Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and three billboards outside Emin, Missouri. So I'll just kind of cut out some some of the ones that I I mean, and we've talked in depth about some of these, a lot of these movies already. In terms of what I think is contending, I'm going to cut out Darkest Hour. Unfortunately, I have to cut out Get Out. Uh, I, I don't think that that has. I think that was kind of a like a hey we're, you know this movie was awesome, but it's not really. I think it was kind of a fringe vote. I'm going to cut out. The post, and cut out Lady Bird as well. So that leaves Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. So down to the final five. Dunkirk again, really like that movie. I mean, it's 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 an incredible achievement of cinema. It's there's some great there's there's some great performances. It's a beautiful movie, but I don't think it makes the final cut. Um, so I'm gonna cut that one out as well. So we're down to. Phantom Thread, Darkest Hour, Call Me By Your Name, Three Billboards, Phantom Thread. I'm also going to cut that one out. I, again, I really like that movie, but it doesn't resonate with a lot of people. It just it just doesn't. It's it's kind of a it's it's old timey. It's about it's about <laughs> it's about uh, knitting and, and <laughs> sewing and stuff like that. Great performances, and I know the the Academy really wanted to recognize it, but I, I don't think it makes the final cut. So, Shape of Water, Three Billboards, and Call Me By Your Name. I have to unfortunately cut out three or Call Me By Your Name. But I love that movie. That would be my pick. That that has overtaken three blowboards for me. It, I just the more that it's it's like wine. The more the more mm-hmm. the more time passed, the the better it gets in my mind, and I really want to see it again. It just something about that movie really it it's it, it struck me and, and just. I, I don't like love stories that that much, but I love this movie. I, I don't know what what else I can say about it. Um, the fact that you didn't see it is a disgrace. <laughs> You're a disgrace. It's
1: on my list. I tell you <laughs> this: I had plans to see all these movies mm-hmm. until the LA trip came up. Yeah. So um, if I lose that, I'm going to blame Lindsay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, um, no, it wasn't it wasn't around here very much, so I don't blame you for not being able to see it. Yeah, performances are outstanding. The writing's great. The 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 way it's shot is great, the music, I mean, the whole thing, uh, it's super emotional, it's, but it, but it's told in a way that's completely different than any other love story in general, not even just, like, homosexual love story, or, you know, a love story with an old dude and a, and a, not really, he's not that old, but, like, an older guy and a young kid, um, it's, it's, it's just, it's just different, and it, it struck me in a way that a movie hasn't in a long time, so Call Me By Your Name would be my pick, but I gotta strike it out, so that comes down to the final two, Shapewater and Three Billboards. Uh, Three Billboards was my favorite for a very long time. I saw it like back in October or November or something like that and and loved it. But that's not what I'm going to pick. I'm going to go with Shape of Water. Um, mm-hmm. Again, another movie I really liked and I I'd thought about it after seeing it and it, I was kind of rivaling back and forth in terms of just how much I like it compared to Three Billboards. I still personally rank Three Billboards higher uh, in what I like. But I think this movie has a lot of steam behind it right now uh it's picked up some some awards here and there um and it's it's a it's a movie that the academy typically looks at mm-hmm. three billboards is not when i saw that movie i saw it a couple months before even golden globes came out and i saw it as i actually saw the trailer for it and in, in front of uh cell block 99 I'm like oh, that yeah. looks interesting and i did not expect this movie to be to get as much attention as it did Really liked it, and I figured it'd be like one of those indie movies that's like, "Oh, you should see this; it's cool." Didn't expect it to be nominated come Oscar time. The Shape of Water, though, is a movie that totally it tells a it tells a story that is unique and and is definitely unique. <laughs> um, and it's it's a, it's a beautiful movie. It, uh, Guillermo del Toro has a ton of of clout in the in the in the Academy, and I just think it has so much behind it that it's it's going to get recognized, and I think it's going to pull out the win. That said, uh, I I put eight. Eight was my my points. So
1: So looking at these, uh, you know, there's a few I I didn't see and I still have on the list. Um, But, you know, three billboards never really spoke to me. I I enjoyed it, um, but not as much as everybody else. But I do I do understand why it's nominated. I'm not that dense. Um, You're right about like the post. I never thought that stood a chance. Darkest Mm -hmm. Hour, I don't think ever stood a chance. In fact, Darkest Hour is one that I think definitely shouldn't be up there. Um, You didn't see it. I know, but just from what I've heard, just the reviews, none of them say this is a good movie. They all say Gary Oldman's awesome. Well, you know, no, it's kind of like Roman Israel. Well, um,
0: that, that's – not, it's not the same thing. I, I, I think it's, it's definitely a good movie, a very good movie, but his performance is so good mm-hmm.
1: that it – That's what you focus on. Exactly. Sure. But there's so much in here that I love. Phantom Thread, Lady Bird, Get Out, Dunkirk um, – all movies that I thought... And I even really like The Post. I just don't give it a snowball's chance. This was a really tough one for me. Um, here's what I... Here's here's my logic here. Here's my logic. I think that... I do think Shape of Water is the favorite here. I agree with you there. But here's what I think could potentially happen. I think you're going to see a lot of splitting. Um, I think that Shape of Water is going to get some votes. Three Billboards* is going to get some votes. Phantom Thread is going to get some votes. Dunkirk is going to get some votes. And I think that... With all that spreading out, I think you're going to have a chance, a pretty good chance at a Dark Horse pick, come out and win this one. So I picked Get Out on this one. <laughs> now, there's a few there's a few reasons beside that. One, I think that you you split up the vote so much, I think that Get Out has a chance. Um, I think that all the movies that you would rank above it, each have things in it that aren't universally awesome, right? So a lot of people don't like 3 Billboards. boards. A lot of people don't like some stuff in The Shape of Water. But everyone I've heard talk about Get Out loves Get Out. And so I think that there will be some voters that pick it, and I think there will be enough division amongst the rest that it gives it a chance. Now, I'm not picking Get Out because I really think it'll win. I picked Get Out. I only put one point. Yeah. Um, what I – my strategy here is that you're wrong. That was mm-hmm. my whole thing. Um, because I, I do think that there is – I think Shape of Water is the favorite, but I do think that even more than most years, I think it has a real chance at losing just because of how much – Division. I think a lot of different movies are going to get votes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if even if Shape of Water wins, I think it'll be close. Where I think, um, you know, one of the things that uh, is always talked about is Best Director and Best Picture typically go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, more recently though, it's been split. Mm-hmm. So, and I, even though I think Gary uh, Del Toro is <laughs> Jesus,
0: <laughs> Del Toro,
1: Gary Del Toro. <laughs> even, even though I think Guillermo del Toro is kind of a shoe in for Best Director. Um, I think that this is less likely. Um, again, while it's the favorite, I don't think it's a very big spread. And that's why I didn't want to put any confidence points on this. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my theme really through the acting. I think there is enough division that it's really hard to put a lock. And so I went with get out for one point because that's what I want to win. And uh, I'm hoping you're wrong. That's kind of my, that's kind of my thought there. Yeah,
0: I, I get what your, what your thought is there. I just don't think there's going to be that much division. I right. think it's going to be vo- right now. The favorite, as I understand, is still three billboards. But a lot of people are saying, though, watch out for Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. So,
1: a lot of momentum. Um, I don't know about like super recently, but I, for a while I was hearing a lot of momentum for Phantom Thread. even.
0: That, that was a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard much on that end. It's for, What I've heard recently in the, in just in the last, last week or so is um, Shape of Water and Three Billboards. And mm-hmm. I think the majority of the votes are going to go those two areas. Um, so I don't think there's going to be that much division. But I Understand where you're coming from, too, and, and you didn't put much into it, so mm-hmm. it, it'd have been different if you put get out and said 13 points or something like that, yeah. you know. So,
1: yeah, now that was my whole thing, and and really, um, I'm glad that we went with super different strategies here in terms mm-hmm. of beating each other because, for one thing, the fact that we picked differently on best picture means that there's a pretty decent chance it comes down to that
2: mm-hmm.
1: about whether basically whether or not Shape of Water wins, yeah. uh, it could come down to that, which is exciting. So, I know, I know my picks look weird, um, because I weighted a lot of the things that were not the big primetime awards <laughs> right?
2: Um,
1: but those are the ones I feel most confident about I think that this says a lot again about our taste in movies uh-huh. and what we watch in movies I'm looking at the effects and the cinematography and I'm thinking about the score and you're like what are the characters doing mm-hmm. what's the story and do yep. I enjoy that um, just the fact of what we picked and how confident we are in those yep. picks I think is a big testament to that um so it's gonna be interesting uh i'm excited i never was excited to see who wins editing before <laughs> but um yeah I, but now, I think this is gonna be a lot of fun
0: yeah it, it actually will make me want to watch almost the entire show mm-hmm. which is four hours long so
1: it's super long i watched the whole thing last year and it's enjoyable enough mm-hmm. um but it's one of those things where like they'll go to a break and you'll look at your watch and be like oh my god i've been sitting here for three hours <laughs> you'll
0: have to have a few beers
1: yeah I'm really excited. They always perform all the songs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I'm really excited to see kind of what performance they put together for Remember, Remember me. me. And uh, and also for This Is Me. So those will be very fun. Um, I think it's a good show. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, there are some categories where there are clear front runners. But I think there's room for a lot of surprises,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which which could be exciting. So you have the Oscars are coming up this weekend, March 4th. Uh, so make sure you check those out. Um, do you want to
0: do a, a like a prop bet or side bet of um, of how many times Trump is mentioned?
1: Oh geez, do bonus bet? points um, <laughs> by name or or by like you know?
0: Yeah, just like referencing like how just bad reference he is. him in general. Yeah, over under.
1: <laughs> Let's do this. I bet. I bet you. I don't so, actually want it to
0: put points on this. No, I know. I know.
1: <laughs> Trump, so Trump mentions or someone saying in this day and age or in times like these or re, this right. is what we need right now. I bet you that gets said way yeah. more times. 12 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would take the over. Yeah. Because I think every speech is going to say something like yeah. that. But we shall
0: see. I do. If Francis McDormand does win, um, she is crazy.
2: <laughs> so
0: like she, her speech at the at the Golden Globes it was just all over the place. That's what I mean by crazy, not like she's actually crazy. Mm-hmm. So I it'll be interesting to see if she wins what her speech is cuz this is a way bigger platform than mm-hmm. the Globes. So
1: It's going to be exciting, very fun. March 4th, I think central time it starts at what, 5:30 or 6:30? I don't even know. Yeah,
0: and then know. there's all the the red carpet stuff and
1: Yeah, if you want to find out what dress the, you know, the makeup artist from I don't know, whatever movie is wearing, watched E.T. beforehand and get all that. I think that's such, I hate that stuff
0: so Yeah. Mostly I'm upset, though, that um, with Franco not getting nominated, that Tommy Wiseau won't be there.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Gosh. Maybe he'll still get invited.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, hi. (laughs) Oh, hi, Jimmy.
1: Oh, hi. Is it Fallon?
0: No, it's Kimmel.
1: Kimmel's hosting. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good show. I'm excited. Lot on the line. If Seth scores more points than me, I won't call him the so-host anymore. And if, no, not
0: just that. No co host either.
1: Well, we'll both, I mean, we'll, we literally are the co-hosts of the show.
0: No, no co-hosts. Just hosts.
1: Fine. Whatever.
0: Because th- that's the thing I hate about it.
1: Look, it's not going to matter, okay? Because <laughs> I'm going to win. When I win, Seth will be watching The Matrix and okay, giving Mr., a review of it. Mr. On Mr. Ten show.
0: Points on out editing.
1: You're going to laugh. Lie- I'm <laughs> laughing all the way to the bank, baby. I'm laughing all the way to the bank. Um, so don't forget you can actually you can download our form. Uh, I'll put a link to it down below. So if you want to make your picks, uh, you can do so and then send them to me and I'll score them. And if you score better than either of us, um, maybe we'll do something cool for you. Maybe we'll see. Um, hey, maybe if you score maybe if I win and you score more than Seth, you can be uh, you can be the new so host.
2: <laughs>
0: Gladly.
1: <laughs> Gladly he says. Um, but with that, yeah, this is this has been our Oscar picks special a little bit of different show but a fun one Uh, very excited to see to see what goes on in the Oscars don't forget to subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to podcasts and also subscribe to Jared Buckendall's YouTube channel to see not only um, you can you listen to all of our podcast episodes but you can also see the ride home Uh, most recently we had Black Panther go up so uh, you can check those out as well as all of Jared's reviews I think he's reviewed most of these Oscar movies as well so Mm -hmm. if you need some help with your picks um, check out what Jared thought of all those movies. But for now, this has been our Oscar special slash episode 33.
0: So we'll say for the last time.
1: Hopefully hopefully not for the last time. <laughs> this is the co-host, Cody Michael, for the so-host Seth Ott, and we will see you next week. Bye. I'm
0: going to win.